Welcome to episode 19. So today I am going to give you 10 tips, 10 little tidbits of information about how you can transform your health. And why today? Well, you're about to find out why. Today is a very, very important day. So stay tuned for these 10 tips because if you're struggling or know anyone that is struggling with their health in any way, these 10 things will 100% help you make transformational change. You ready? Let's do it. Welcome to the How to Not Get Sick and Die podcast. You've tuned in because you want to start taking your health seriously so you don't, well, get sick and die. Here we talk all things health, nutrition, and human optimization. Let's jump into it with your host and resident scientist, Maddie Lansdowne. What is up, my healthy friends? How you doing? I am so glad you are here with me again this week. And I am recording this podcast on a very specific day. And I'm, I purposely made time to do this on this day because today is, well, it's two things, actually. It is World Health Day. And it is World Transformation Day. What are the chances that these two events fall on the same day? Well, from now on, 100%, because they're on the same date every single year, the 7th of April. So this is a perfect time for me to sit here, record this podcast. I'm feeling energized. I was a part of a transformational health event this morning. I was actually with my father, and my dad is actually somebody who has transformed his health massively over the last few years, and I'm so proud of him because he has lost a bunch of weight. He's now a runner. Um, He used to get migraines as long as I can remember from all the times that as a kid when I think back to my dad being unwell, had migraines, back pain, all sorts of issues. You know, he's a, sort of as long as I've been around, he's been an office worker sitting in a chair in front of a screen. Um, all of these little normal corporate health problems um, and it was, wasn't until just a couple of years ago that he had a bit of a scare and um, that was the, the thing that sort of pushed him to slowly make all of these changes and uh, my parents don't live unhealthily but my dad mo- made the move to really change what he was doing. So, they, so my, my parents got right into gym and fitness and, and my dad got, you know, my dad learned all of this information about health and nutrition and what he was eating. Um, he goes to yoga like three times a week now. And we're talking about an Australian guy, like an Australian man born in the 60s. <laughs> you know, I was raised in the countryside as well. So we weren't exactly in a progressive type of, uh, you know, community. Um, so the fact that my dad is going to yoga, eating well, ha- has knowledge of what is going on with his body, what he's putting into his body, and is now a runner is phenomenal. And actually today I joined him in what we call here in uh, Melbourne in Australia is Run for the Kids. So the Run for the Kids is a sort of a uh, fundraising event so that we... And the idea is that you raise money and your entry cost and whatever raises money to go towards the Royal Children's Hospital here in Melbourne and that goes towards new technologies and new treatments and new trials and all of the things that a children's hospital might need. And there was uh, millions and millions of dollars raised and we did the run with 22,000 other people. So, it was actually the first run I've done with my dad. I obviously, you know, I live a few hundred kilometers away from where I grew up. So, 
It was actually a really proud moment for me to run with my dad because I um, I have never had that opportunity, and it's just, and it's just the, the fact that he could keep up with me and at no struggle whatsoever. He just set the pace, and we just went for it. And um, I was so proud because you know I know that he's made this change in his life, and to be able to see that, you know. He's 25 years my senior and had no issue keeping up with me. And that's something that I could not have previously imagined. And so, yeah, it was amazing. Today, we did that this morning. So, um, it's a super hot day here. Well, at least it is when you're running in the bare naked sun. Um, you know, we did five and a half Ks in about 28 minutes and. You know, we got a bit pink in the process because we were running across one of the major bridges, the Balti Bridge here in Melbourne. Um, it was it was amazing experience, and yeah, it all went very smoothly. Dad tried to race me at the end; he, he put the pressure on, <laughs> but we pretty much crossed the crossed the finish line at the same time. So that was this morning, and I feel so buzzed about it. It was so good to be a part of something positive and fitness related. Um, to be fair, I'm starting to get a bit sore right now because I did not do very much preparation for this event because normally and for most of my childhood, um, I was uh, a swimmer. Um, I used to swim like, you know, 10 times a week for years growing up and um, I've just recently gotten back into it as an adult and I go to squad multiple times a week. So, that's usually my thing of choice of late. So, I did one run in preparation for this morning. So, I'm going to be very sore tomorrow. (laughs) I'm already starting to feel it, but I'm on the bone broth and um, taking magnesium and getting all the good stuff in so that my recovery will be good. Anyway, I want to get stuck into this. So, it's World Health Day. It's World Transformation Day. And as I just explained, I was a part of a health event with my dad who's transformed his health. And I'm so proud and inspired that I want to sit here on this podcast, record this podcast, and give you the 10 big things that can help transform your health. Okay. These are 10 things that I find are the most common things that come up with people. They're, some of them are the things that are neglected by most health practitioners, most YouTubers, most all of these other people. People, you know, that are great in the space, but what I find is really important are some of the things I'm about to mention that I, I think are commonly neglected in the health and fitness area. Um, so I'm going to jump into them shortly, but I just want to give you some background as to why, why on earth is transforming your health so important? Well, it doesn't take a genius to realize that the world's health is in dire straits. And if you are lucky enough to have a telephone or a computer and access to the internet and you're able to listen to this podcast, then these things I'm about to talk about are most likely the things that you should be concerned about because most people that are affluent enough to access my podcast are living in the Western world or they're living in a class of their society that has access to a westernized diet and lifestyle and and most of the world is progressing rapidly towards that western diet and lifestyle which is one of convenience and one that's not given much thought and as we all know is the one that results in catastrophic disease numbers and I just want to quickly brush over a few of those because they're the ones we should be concerned about And, and the first one off the bat is the reason I have a job I work in a cancer hospital so of course we We've got cancer. So, globally, this isn't just the Western world, but globally, one in every six deaths are from cancer, right? And the things I'm sharing with you right now about these diseases, I've taken from the World Health Organization website. And this is what they say, that 
the main precursor to getting cancer is being overweight and having insufficient fruit and vegetables in your diet, along with also massive exposure to toxic processed foods that most people consume. That's what the World Health Organization are saying. Now, this should be a huge wake-up call, right? This is like most of us live in this dimension of reality, which is so toxic and so bad for our health. And we need to make this shift because cancer, at least in Australia, is rapidly progressing towards one in two people. One in every two people will get cancer in Australia. It's currently at about one in three for men, one in four for women, but it's rapidly, every year it gets worse and worse and worse. And this is because we continue to live the same diet and lifestyle that we've lived forever. And the more convenience that we introduce to our lifestyle, therefore, the more processed food, the more toxic foods, the more manipulation in our diet that is unnatural and not meant for our genetics, the more disease outcomes we're going to experience. So, the next big one is obviously, shout out to my American friends. This is big in America, but it's also big here in Australia and most of the Western world, diabetes type 2. Currently, almost 10% of the world's population have type 2 diabetes. and In Western countries like uh, America and Australia and England and those types, it's about one in four people have type 2 diabetes. And again, that's rapidly increasing, which is devastating, right? Not to mention, not only do we abuse ourselves with these horrible diets and put ourselves in the shit, but childhood diabetes is a thing too. Like, not just a thing that somebody's cousin's friends has and it's just a bit of shit luck. The statistics are rapidly growing and there is a huge number of American children and Mexican children as well. Uh, Mexico holds the uh, holds the lead for childhood obesity right now, which is devastating for Mexico, um, devastating for anybody that's on that top 10 list, really. But the point is that we not only inflict these diets and lifestyles upon ourselves, but we also inflict it upon our children. And therefore, we've got children, the first generation ever, are growing up pre-diabetic and diabetic before they're even adults, before they're even old enough to make bad choices for themselves because we've imposed bad, very, very bad toxic choices on them, right? So, type 2 diabetes is a big one because sugar is hidden in everything. And remember, sugar isn't just lollies and sweets. You know, it's bread, it's rice, it's carbs, it's, you know, it's it's everything that is not protein and fat. <laughs> it doesn't just have to be lollies and sugar, like the, the one that you would imagine, like a soda. And by the way, for Americans, soda is the biggest contributor to a diabetic outcome or a high sugar diet. Soda and soft drink. Got to cut that shit out. All right, the next one, which is a very broad uh, category, which is heart disease and stroke. So, 17 million deaths per year are associated with cardiovascular disease, and there are lots of different types of cardiovascular disease. And the main ones are obviously like heart attack, which is a usually a stress-related thing, but also there are many, many other um, comorbidities, obesity, um, high blood sugar, high insulin, cholesterol issues, um, and of course, stroke. And the the thing that the World Health Organization say on this one is the leading cause of these outcomes is physical inactivity and an unhealthy diet. There we go again, right? And this is a consistent theme on the World Health Organization website. And I'm utilizing this website as a source of information because this is the peak body that advises the world on all health and disease. I didn't need to read this information to know that most disease and illness is a result of diet and lifestyle, but I'm hoping that with the added credibility of the World Health Organization that it sort of 
if you're listening to this podcast, you understand that this is worldwide knowledge, that it is diet and lifestyle that lead to many of these diseases. And what does that mean? Diet and lifestyle is what you do to yourself. Nobody inflicts diet and lifestyle upon you, unless, of course, you're a child and you're getting shitty food. But the point is that most of the listeners here, it's your choice. What you do to you is your fault. So that means that you can change it, which is why I'm about to give you these 10 tips. These 10 tips. So I want to get into those right about now. So the first five are more mentally focused. And the second five are more practically focused. So, here's the first five tips for how to transform your health. Number one, create a vision, okay? This is what separates us and elite athletes and entrepreneurs and change makers because they create a vision of something that does not yet exist and they chase it, which in many cases might be deemed insane, but you need to be able to look in the mirror or look at yourself and see something that is not currently there. Super difficult, of course. That's why athletes and entrepreneurs are so impressive. But you need to create a vision of who you want to be, how you want to feel, and how you want to think when you wake up in the morning about yourself and your life. Because if you do not have a clear, written down vision of exactly who you want to be, in every capacity, then you're just walking around. It's the blind leading the blind. You have no idea where you're going. That's number one. Number two, a goal. So, I talked massively about this in episode three of the podcast. So, go and check it out. But I'm talking about smart goals. I won't go into detail because I did a whole episode on that. But you need, I talk in that episode number three, the ideal goal, which is the perfect outcome and the unacceptable goal. Why do we create these parameters? Because we don't want to create an environment where if we don't reach our perfect goal, everything is a failure and we feel shit about ourselves and we have a bad perspective of ourselves and we, you know, self-sabotage. So, wherever we hit in this range is a massive win, okay? So, check out episode number three. I go into detail about SMART goals. It's a very specific process. So, picture this, right? Unlocking your potential, conquering emotional eating, and gaining insights directly from a health and nutrition expert such as myself. That's what we do inside the Healthy Mums Collective Facebook group, which is currently free to join. If you've ever felt trapped by food challenges, struggled with maintaining a healthy lifestyle, or yearned for a community that understands the reasons why you've yo-yo dieted for years, then there's a new chapter waiting to be written. And this is your chance to start writing it by joining us all on Facebook Lives, on engaging posts that push you out of your comfort zone and into growth, and Q&A sessions with me. All of this works as a platform to begin changing your emotional eating problems for good. Oh, and also, as a special gift, you receive my transformative How to Turn Food into Self-Confidence ebook. And that's also for free. I get it. Skepticism might linger. You might think, Maddie, I've heard these ads and I'm not sure. Well, at least a quarter of the members inside the Healthy Mums Collective Facebook group have been paying clients of my emotional eating program at some point over the last three or four years. So if you're not sure, you can post in the group and ask to find out if I'm the real deal or not. It's totally up to you. To join us in the free Healthy Mums Collective and to end your emotional eating and feel good in your own skin and begin that journey, pop down to the show notes below, click the link and breeze through three simple entry questions. Join today and let's embark on a journey of growth and empowerment. The link is in the show notes below. Number three, prioritization. 
You need to decide that changing your life, changing your health, changing your stress, changing your job, changing what makes you happy, changing what makes you unhappy is a priority. And I don't mean just think, yeah, this is important. I mean, pull out your diary, get your phone out, open your calendar and change how your day happens so that it is so that priority number one or two is health. You need to create your life around your priorities. Most people prioritize either money-making or keeping the family happy or whatever it is. The point is you can't do any of those things to amazing capacity if you're not healthy, if the vehicle you're using to conduct those activities is not a priority. It's like if you want to own a Lamborghini, you always, always get it serviced and you always put the best quality fuel in it. Why? Because it's it's a friggin' Lamborghini. Why wouldn't you give it the best? You got to start treating yourself like a Lamborghini. Because if you just keep t- treating yourself like an old shitty Toyota from like '74, guess what? The output that you give yourself and give your family and give your job and give your bank balance is going to be in that shitty state. So start treating yourself like a Lamborghini and putting good fuel in so that you can achieve results. And you do that by prioritizing it in your daily life. So change your life to make it a priority. Next one, accountability. I talked about this on episode four of the podcast. So go and check out episode four. I'll link to these in the show notes. But accountability, because if you fall off track, You need somebody to pull you up. You need someone to stay accountable to because otherwise you can make excuses, you can cut corners, you can do all these little things, you can just not go today, you can just forget and you justify it to yourself, right? You can't have that. That's You've got too much room for excuses without accountability. There is only a tiny, tiny, tiny percentage of the population that are good with self-motivation. Like, I mean, really good with self-motivation. A lot of people can, yeah, they can get themselves up and do a little bit of this and a little bit of that. But I mean, accountability, someone that's keeping you, your I's dotted and your T's crossed every single day. So when it sucks and you hate yourself and you're having a bad day, that person is there to to remind you why you're doing it, to, to motivate you and for you to not want to disappoint. So, number four, accountability and check out episode number four for a detailed run through of that. Number five, self-evaluation. What do I mean by this? This is really important before you go on any transformational health change, diet change, lifestyle change, job change, whatever it is, self-evaluation. And what do I mean? I mean, what are your strengths? Know them, write them down. What are your weaknesses? Know them, write them down. Why? Because in order to achieve any goal, you need to put yourself in an ideal scenario for your personality. Not the latest Instagrammer's personality, not the latest YouTuber's um, suggestions on how to get slim. What does your personality need? Exactly. I'll give you an example. Me, I'm a people person. I am a people person. And when when I go to the gym by myself, I suck. Like I'm just, I just am not good at going to the gym by myself and pushing myself beyond my limits. But I'm a very competitive person, and I'm someone that loves being a part of a team or a group. So I do swim squad, or I run like I did this morning at the Royal Children's Hospitals Run for the Kids. Like I'm a part of a group. There's people I can compete against, and there's other personalities there just like me. So we feed off one another. But You need to self-evaluate, know your strengths, know your weaknesses, and when you're prioritizing your health, you build your life and your structures around the person that you are, the strengths and weaknesses that you have. You need to fill those. 
All right, that's the top five for the mental side of it, for, for structuring and preparing and getting yourself in the frame of mind to achieve health success. Now I want to give you the next five, and this is the health practical side. You ready? Number one, plan ahead. I mean, shopping, work, your to-do lists, your family time, your shitty meals before the week starts. This is a big one I do with my clients. Plan the meals that are non-negotiable, where you know you have to eat out, or plan and plan the you know Friday night pizza. Make sure it's in there because maybe if you're struggling through the week and you need something to look forward to, then you can look forward to Friday night pizza or maybe date nights on Tuesday night. Or you go to the movies or on, you know, tight ass Tuesday. You can plan for that because then when you're eating super healthy and your sugar cravings come up and you're trying to fight them and you, you've got no, you're just like, ah, oh, and you end up giving into them. Your people often end up giving into them because they've got nothing to look forward to. They can't, they need a measure of how long until the pain ends. And if you know that it's it's Wednesday and you've got till Friday, then you can be like, all right, I can do three days. I can do it. It's going to be tough, but I can get through it because I can see the end. But when people are on fad diets and they don't plan and they can't see the end, that's when they just go, fuck it. I'm just going to have all the shit in the world and I'll just start again. Okay, so plan everything. Plan your shopping list, plan the time to go to the market, plan your family time, plan work and plan your crappy meals. Number two, stop eating shit. That's It's that simple. It's that simple. Some people don't like the fact that I talk about good food and bad food. And depending, again, this is like number five, self-evaluation. Depending on the person you are, some people need that distinction. Other people psychologically will have a rebellious response to the word bad food, meaning that if they hear it's bad, they've got things with their psychology where they have to have it because they're like, no, I'm in control. This is my life. This is my choice. Don't tell me what to do. So, if you're again, if you're the kind of person that doesn't do well with good and bad, remove those labels. I'm someone that just, just needs the information straight down the line. I know what's bad. I know what's good. And there's that saying that whatever you put in your body is either fueling disease or fighting it. And there's no argument about what food you put in your body is causing disease. And that is bad food, whether you like it or not. It is shit food that is causing those negative outcomes. So, simply stop eating bad food. But remember, the way that you structure it needs to be appropriate for your psychology. Number three, get more sleep. I rant about this on the podcast all the time. More sleep, more sleep. It's the foundational human variable that every other human aspect sits upon. If you don't sleep correctly, your emotions are out of whack, your hormones are out of whack, your diet's out of whack, your relationships are out of whack, you argue more, things frustrate you more easily, the drive to work's a bit more difficult. Everything's based on sleep. Seven to nine hours is what is deemed healthy and it's a very small genetic proportion portion of the population that can actually survive successfully outside of seven to nine hours. And whether you think you're sleeping five and functioning normally, I've got bad news for you. You're probably deteriorating in mental uh, capability, IQ, daily functions, but you're not aware of it because your brain is decreasing in function, right? So, get more sleep. That's the number one weight loss tip for anybody. Number four, introduce a fasting schedule. Another thing you hear me bang on about all the time, fasting, fasting, fasting. What's happening to your body when you're not putting food in is equally as important as when you're putting food in. And this is something that most people are unaware of. So when you're in a fasting state, that's when you're going to burn the most fat. That's when you're going to feel the best, to feel the lightest, okay? 
and it's there's lots and lots of different I've done a bunch of episodes on intermittent fasting and water fasting and there'll be a bunch more to come but introduce a fasting schedule and please send me an email podcast at maddielansdown.com if you want to know any information about the right fasting schedule for you because it's different for everyone number 5 and this is the golden rule this is the golden rule eat whole real food that's it That's the answer. That's the answer to your health problems. Eat whole, real food. If anything that you buy or anything that you eat does not look like that it came from the farm, then it is most likely something that is contributing to your health problems. Okay? So, eat whole, real food. Plants, vegetables, healthy, naturally hunted meat is ideal and most people overconsume meat. So, try and reduce it to a specific number of days a week is what I would do. And remember, flavor things with herbs and spices, not sauces and mayo. Those things are loaded with sugar. Whole, real food. Herbs and spices are whole, real food as well. Okay, so these are the 10 big tips to transform your health. And today is the day to do it. And guess what? It doesn't matter what day you listen to this podcast. Today can be World Health and World Transformation Day for you because this is the day that you're going to make a change. And I totally believe you can do it. I totally believe you can do it. So remember, I'm going to quickly run through them. So we've got the first five, which are create a vision, have a smart goal, prioritization of your healthy lifestyle, accountability, and self-evaluation. They're the things you need to do as you're getting started or even before you get started. And the next five are plan ahead, stop eating shit, get more sleep, introduce a fasting schedule and eat whole real food. These are the best things that I can give you that you can take away and do yourself without any help from me or anybody in order for you to make transformational health change in your life. And remember, it's not about getting the best results. It's not not about having the best Instagram image of your weight loss progression. It's about going on the right journey for you as an individual, not anybody else, okay? But if you're like me and someone that needs a bit of competition, that's where your accountability partner should be working for you, okay? So, I want to share these with you. I'm so pumped to have shared this uh, run for the kids with my dad, who's transformed himself so proud of him and i plan to do a lot more fitness activities with him the more that i can perpetuate this healthy lifestyle within my family the more i will commit to every single time that it's possible because perpetuating this culture in a, in my family is such a victory for me in many ways because as you probably know it is often the case that we don't take advice from our partner or our family on a lot of issues and it's a it's a psychological thing as we see ourselves on the same level like we don't see our family or our partner as a superior authority of knowledge and you know when you <laughs> you know when you have some really great information that you just know is the answer for someone at home or your partner and your family needs this. So, you go home, you're really enthusiastic and you tell them and you back it up with all the credible resources that you took it from and it really just doesn't have much impact. (laughs) And then 10 weeks later, they come across the same information from someone on YouTube or Instagram and they come home and say to you, have you heard about this amazing revolutionary piece of information? 
and you're like, oh my God, I told you about that 10 weeks ago. <laughs> Why don't you ever listen to me? <laughs> can you relate to this conversation at all? I'm pretty sure almost everybody can. And that is just the nature of close relationships. So whenever you do get the opportunity to have this happen in your family, I encourage you to get involved at every possible opportunity so that you can perpetuate a culture of transformational health in your family. Because once you start with yourself, Then you start with your family and then you start with your community and then it just goes on and on and on. And that's exactly my goal with this podcast and with everything I'm doing in the health and wellness space. So, thanks so much, guys. I'm going to go and get a massage because my calves are really sore after that run this morning. But as usual, if you enjoyed this episode, share it with a friend. And if you're on Instagram, take a screenshot, put it as your story and then then tag me, of course, at Maddie Lansdowne. And of course, then I will give it a shout out. I love to see who's watching. I love to be able to share this because it helps the podcast grow organically. And that's what we're after. So, I appreciate you being here. Happy World Health Day and happy World Transformation Day. I look forward to catching you on the next one. See ya. Thanks for listening to the How to Not Get Sick and Die podcast. If you love this episode and health information is your thing, then please consider subscribing to the show. And when you're done, head over to iTunes, Google Podcast, or whichever app you use, and we'd be grateful if you could leave us a five-star rating and write a review sharing your opinion on the show as it really helps the podcast grow. Thanks so much, and I'll see you on the next episode. Whilst the presenter that feature on this podcast endeavour to provide accurate information, it cannot possibly take into account your individual circumstances, and therefore the content on this podcast provided by any of the speakers is not intended as advice in any way for any individual, and should not be a replacement for professional medical or health advice of any nature. Always seek advice regarding your personal situation from a qualified medical professional.